Welcome to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Gabby. And I'm Sarah. And we are two physical therapy students on our journey to get that DPT debt free. And our vision for you is to get through PT school on your first try without any debt. Join us as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together. Looking for a gift for a friend, classmate, professor, co-host of a podcast, or really anyone? Physio Memes got your back with apparel, drinkware, and home decor. And if you go to physiomemes.com, you can get a 20% off coupon with the code gratitude, spelled G-R-A-D-I-T-U-D-E-2020. And don't forget to check out his social media for a good study break laugh. As always, make life humorous. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Gratitude, and today we have Melody, a fellow SPT on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on, Melody. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my God, we're so excited. And before we get too deep into it, you want to tell the people, first of all, what got you into physical therapy in the first place? All right. It's kind of a long story, but I'll try to make it short. <laughs> um, so my major was actually political economy. Um, I didn't even know what physical therapy was in college, but um, I ended up falling in love with yoga basically in, in during college because I was so stressed. So there, from there on, I was like, oh, okay, I like moving my body around. You know, I never did sports growing up, um, but I loved yoga. And then I actually ended up traveling around Asia for a few years after graduation and I discovered massage and then I was like, okay, I love massage therapy. So then I became a massage therapist. Um, I got certified in yoga, but I never really taught until um, COVID hit and I lost my job as a massage therapist. And I was like, I'm going to start teaching yoga online. Um, yeah, so I basically just fell in love with movement, but through yoga and massage. And I wanted a skill set that would basically be more comprehensive, like allow me to help um, clients or patients with simple conditions, but as well as with patients and clients with more complex conditions. So I was like, okay, physical therapy, here we go. Yeah, and now I'm in my, finishing up my first year of physical therapy school. Oh yeah. my God, as we're recording this <laughs> in August, the year 2020. That's insane. And so, okay, can we put a timeline to it? So when did you graduate undergrad? And then when did you travel through Asia? Yeah, so I'm actually older, you know, for like the average PT student. I graduated from college in 2011. Um, so I started PT school in 2019. Yeah, so eight years in between. Um, I worked for half a year or two a year after graduate college, you know, and saved up some money and then went through Asia for two and a half years, um, ate up all my savings. And then I came back, worked a little bit and then went back out there for a little bit more. Um, yeah. And then I got certified in massage therapy, took two years or so to finish up or to start and finish my prerequisites and study and take the GRE and, you know, to do my whole application. And I was like, yeah, it took me a second to figure out if PT was what I really wanted since 
I had to take all those prerequisites, do the GRE, you guys know the whole whole deal to get into PT school. Yeah. Oh yes, that whole ordeal, that emotional <laughs> roller coaster. Like, is this what I want to do? Because yeah. this anatomy, biology, and physics doesn't make me feel like it's what I want to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look, I feel like so many students relate to that, and I'm curious. I feel like we haven't had this conversation. Maybe we have, uh, but about Asia. So, what did you do over there? Like, what what was your goal traveling out there and then going again later? Right. I think. I'm just a really curious person. So I literally had a list of like 10 things I wanted to do. And I thought it only take me a year. My plan was to only go travel for a year. And suddenly two years came around. I'm like, I'm still here. My plan was to actually go around the world. <laughs> I got stuck in Asia um, in, in the best way possible, of course. But I ended up doing a lot of what's called wolfing. It stands for, let's see if I can still remember worldwide organic farming basically and you, it's basically volunteer work and in exchange for room and board so it was an excellent and affordable way to travel um so i did a lot of that i did a lot of training in massage and also yoga my ethnicity is chinese so i also wanted to improve my chinese so i spent some time in china as well i took a number of meditation courses that took to maybe like three months of my travel yeah they were like lengthy courses so yeah and just more volunteer work with various organizations yeah. that's so cool i have yeah. heard of that i actually i'm blanking on who who it was i had talked to somebody maybe they did it in hawaii i don't know if that's something yeah. that they do they're like big, different yeah. islands and stuff yeah i think that's so interesting oh my gosh yeah. so did you do the massage and the yoga in asia and then come back here and practice yeah, I actually did. I started, I did my certification in India for yoga, and then I got certified in Thai massage in Thailand. But the massage certification doesn't carry over back to the US. So I did a different, I did a separate program in Oregon to be able to practice legally in, in the US. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. awesome. Okay. Yeah. So then, and then PT school, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> How was yoga? I guess what kind of really drew you to it? Because a lot of students are like all for yoga and they love doing it, but it's kind of a, a scary step to actually get the certification and then even scarier to teach like you did. Right. I know that was not um, really a question. What was it like? <laughs> what was that transition like for you to go from not being certified to being certified? I guess we'll do that first. Right. Um, or thoughts or whatever was going through your head in the time. Yeah. So um, I wanted to get certified just to, you know, of course, understand yoga better and to get to know the whole system better. And that's because I think, I know I'm not, I, I like tend to be anxious sometimes. And yoga has really helped me basically be a little bit more calmer sometimes, <laughs> not all the time. And so for me, it was it really drew me in because of its benefits. And also when I was traveling, being able to see non-Western cultures and comparing it to the more fast paced on the go American culture, like that contrast just kind of blew my mind away. I'm like, oh, wow, there's another way of living, you know? And yoga for me was just a tool to be able to access that more kind of like mentally emotionally more stable and clear state of mind and honestly I, I never really dwelled into 
teaching yoga, one, because it doesn't pay much usually, so I stuck with massage. But when quarantine hit, I was like, well, this is the perfect time. I got nothing else to do, and I love yoga. I just got to, you know, make it happen and start practicing and utilizing my skills from PT school and from what I've learned in my years of yoga. I'm not sure if I answered your question, but yeah, you did. That's my question, what you were getting at. Yeah. yeah. My question is vague intentionally just to see how, <laughs> you know, like what were some of your big takeaways? And I think that's really cool is to hear the contrast from, you know, yeah. Western culture to a slower paced life, which mm-hmm. most PT students listening to this have oh, yeah. no clue what that feels like. <laughs> I honestly, most of the times, don't I? I there have a clue. <laughs> exactly. Don't have a clue either. Because you're a PT but student I, too. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's insane to me. And I've never, I haven't been to Asia, so I don't really know. But I have heard from other people like it's such a contrast, and I think it's really yeah. fascinating. How was adjusting when you got back? So you were there for two years, and then you came back. How was that adjustment for you? To be honest, it wasn't that bad because I pretty much moved up to Ashland, Oregon immediately. And Ashland, if most people haven't heard of it, it's a small town in Southern Oregon and it's just a mountain town also. So it's full of either retirees, students, or hippies basically. (laughs) So it was actually also slower paced luckily. And I didn't have a car there and I got to ride my bike around, walk to the store, walk to the school, walk back home. Yeah. So the real transition then was PT school. Right. Yeah, that definitely was like, whoa, life is happening again. Real life. Oh, my (laughs) God. Real life in the U.S. How Um, was that? Yeah, uh, to be honest, it was quite overwhelming. Um, Just being in a new place, away, also away from my boyfriend. I'm in a long-distance relationship and taking, what is it, like 19 units and in the the first semester was definitely the hardest. You know, was always just working, <laughs> either in school or studying. And I actually picked up a job um, as a massage therapist at a spa. That, in a way, maybe actually added, you know, more to my agenda. But I think it also helped me not procrastinate, if that makes any sense. Because I know, you know, for example, if I work a six hour shift on Saturday, then I know, okay, I only got three hours to study Saturday night. Let's do it. Yeah. And then it was the second semester where I think I was able to manage my stress better. And honestly, it was just through exercise. That was it. A consistent cardio routine was what it took for me to be able to de-stress. Yeah. Yeah. What what was your favorite cardio? Hit doing hit workouts and well, I guess rock climbing is not really cardio, but I yeah. joined a rock climbing gym. And so just consistently doing that and hit workouts. Ooh, that's a great combination. Honestly, rock climbing gyms. I don't know how common they are around the country now, but I think they're growing. Yeah, <laughs> I could be biased, but <laughs> that would be so cool. Oh, yeah, have you tried? So Okay, I'm rewinding back to undergrad days. I went to the University of Akron for undergrad, Uh and they have a huge rock climbing wall in their rec center. It's like three stories tall, and I am terrified of heights. Me too. (laughs) But I was like, this looks interesting, so I tried it. Uh, I didn't make it all the way to the top, but I kept pushing. (laughs) Nice. You feel, girl? 
I made it like two stories. That was about it. <laughs> wow. That's really tall though. It was tall, but it's a lot yeah. of fun for those of you listening and you're like, oh wait, there's such a thing as a rock climbing gym. Yes, there is. And yeah. oftentimes they combine it with yoga. Yeah, they exist. My gym was awesome. They or is awesome. They have classes. So they have yoga, they have um, a core strengthening, weights, you know, hit classes, and they have a little mini gym. So yeah, all yeah. in one. There you go. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So exercise helps, right? So yes. what else helped you in that transition between not PT school and PT school? <laughs> um, well, I, you know, I tried to meditate, but it was difficult to sit still. But sometimes I was so desperate, I, I had to. I had to just, you know, put on a YouTube or um, meditation video just for even five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night. You know, I wasn't able to do this every day <laughs> just because sometimes I lack discipline like everybody else. But another big thing was also basically not not thinking about school or trying to not thinking of, not think about school or do anything school related an hour before going to bed. That was a big one for me. Um, just so I can fully relax and decompress for some time before going to sleep. So then I can actually get good quality sleep. So yeah. Yeah. And then you're not, you know, studying all night and then waking up early and trying to go and take an exam on no sleep. Let's be honest, guys, that doesn't work. Physiologically, it just doesn't work. (laughs) Nope. And don't work the hard way. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Really though. And okay, I have so many questions, but one other thing I just want to touch on if you're open to chatting about, because a lot of PT students, I mean, grad school in general, people are in long distance relationships because you're in grad school and you're like Mm -hmm. trying to figure life out. Yeah. What has helped you guys in the midst of PT school and COVID and all of these things to kind of grow together in a long distance relationship? I think for us, a big part of it is that we know we're going to be together for a long time. I think that having that in mind is big because then the little things like, or then the things like not seeing each other every day or even every week is small compared to our goal, right? Like we know we're going to be together. Then we can make the sacrifice of me being four hours away. Yeah. And also of course, setting a time to talk to each other. So we know, actually, this has been new. This is only, we've only been doing this for the last um, month or so because, um, yeah, it was advice from a different, another classmate of mine too. Okay, so you can, we, now every day we have a set time at 9.30 at night where we'll talk on the phone and it's just minimum of 15 minutes. You know, just having that, you know, waiting for us at the end of the day has been really nice. So we know, okay, well, okay, I have a test next tomorrow, but I can still make 15 minutes. Let's do it. You know, even though in my mind, I'm like freaking out. Like I'm not prepared. I need every minute I can to study. Um, Yeah. No, but that's so important for students to hear because that 15 minutes, guys, in the long run, 15 minutes is not going to make or break your exam grade. Exactly. Or the knowledge that you have. Right, right. So I think that's really cool that you guys have started incorporating that. It can be hard. I mean, we get this question all the time. And we have a lot of ladies listening. If you guys are on, (laughs) we get it from all of you. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard. Not being able to see your significant other. 
Yeah. And then you're like stressed. You just, you know, want quality time with your partner. Mm -hmm. But there's other ways of having quality time. So, you know, we have the internet. So that's awesome. Um, But it was hard because we didn't visit each other during COVID either because we lived with people who were more immunocompromised. So we didn't Mm -hmm. didn't want to mix our bubbles too much. Yeah. That's hard because it's been since March. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, have you guys seen each other? We actually have. So I'm back here in Ventura now, but he is on call with his job. So he's actually not even in Ventura, even though he normally is. So it's like we're doing long distance even in the summer, but less. Okay, good. If that makes any sense. Good. (laughs) No, it makes sense. It's hard. Look, guys, the pandemic, long distance relationships, all these things, it's Mm -hmm. a lot going on right now. So I'm glad that we could at least chat about it a little bit because it does help a lot of students. Yeah. Okay. I have so many questions. Let me regroup my train of thought here. (laughs) So I guess one other question that I would have is where do you see yourself? I know this is kind of cliche, like five-year plan. Uh, what do you, where do you see yourself after PT school? Like, what are you really looking forward to? I'm looking forward to working. <laughs> Honestly, I just look <laughs> forward to be, being a physical therapist. Um, I don't have one setting in mind yet, but I am very interested in both neuro and ortho. Acute rehab is also very interesting to me. So I think ideally I would want to work, you know, like per diem with acute rehab and then maybe full-time or part-time at an outpatient ortho, ortho slash neuro clinic. Something along those lines would be awesome. Just, you know, kind of to have my feet, get my feet wet in the first few years and then maybe, you know, focusing in my energies into one setting or specialty after that. Yeah, getting to see all the things, especially as a new grad. Yeah, yeah, because I've talked to, so now I'm at a hospital at my rotation, and I've talked to, I was talking to one PT who's been doing it for eight years or so, and she's like, I've just forgotten everything ortho-related. She said, she gave me some advice, and she said if she were to go back, she would have done a little bit of both in the beginning, just to have that on her resume. So that she could dabble in both later on throughout her career if she wanted to make it a little bit easier on herself to spread. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a hard transition. I can imagine like eight years of one thing is crazy. Yeah. Like she's really good at that now. Yeah. But it'd be a tough transition. Okay. Very cool. So if you had to give a PT student one piece of advice, what would you tell them? (laughs) Um, you can make it too if you have to. <laughs> <laughs> right. I would say uh, mental health. So yeah, mental health is so, so big. So whatever you can do to stay healthy would be my biggest advice. So whether for me, it was through, it's been through exercising. So sticking, being consistent with that thing that keeps you healthy, whatever it is, you know, whether it's hanging out with friends or whether it's exercising, staying consistent, I think would be really key to basically stress management. And we know we're all, we all get stressed out during PT school. So, and that's just so important to be able to take care of our both mental and physical health, right? Because we're out there helping others and we need to make sure our cup is full, right? Before 
we can give back, basically. Exactly. And your students listening, keep that in mind now and when you're in the healthcare world, post-grad, all of that stuff, because it's really crucial. You guys got to take care of yourselves. You take care of others so much, but it can be easy to forget to take care of yourself too. Yeah. I think another thing is also for me, especially after this first rotation is, it's been so hard to do, but I try to keep it in mind to really just be able to appreciate the journey and the growth as a PT student, because, you know, I've never worked at a hospital before. So it's been so difficult and it just has felt like I just know nothing, you know, but you know, I do know some things and I've been learning. And so I think it's really important to be able to sometimes take a step back and give yourself a little pat on the back and say, hey, you know, you've done something, you've grown, even though it's little, but little by little, we're going to become better and better student physical therapists, you know, with time and with practice and to basically not give ourselves too difficult of a time for not knowing at all (laughs) as first year PT students for me, for example. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you guys, let's be honest, pull the student card for yourself, you know, you can right. pull the student card now to always be asking questions and always be learning. And you can say, oh, I'm a student. Can you, you know, answer dot, dot, dot. Like, I'm curious about whatever. This is the time to do it. Like, that's your excuse to always be curious, to keep asking questions. And people love helping students. You just have to accept the help and you have to see your own growth and see like, oh, even though I'm not a PT yet, don't compare yourself to your CIs and your PT friends. <laughs> You're not there yet, okay? Right. Just compare yourself to the past you. Right. And stop looking at your classmates and comparing yourself to them. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's so hard because I'm always comparing myself to my CI. And then I'm like, wait, why? He's had like 10 years of experience. And this is my first, you know, time setting foot into a hospital. Yeah. Um, But I think a lot of us have that kind of like perfectionist mentality. And it's like, well, I've learned it before. I've seen it a couple of times. How come I can't still do it right? Oh, well, because it takes practice is all. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Practice, practice, practice. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Tip of the week. Keep practicing, guys. (laughs) You got this. Oh, my God. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Melody. It was so good to have you. And if Aww. people have questions, uh, where should they reach out to you? Like what works best? Um, my Instagram is fine. It's Melody K Mo. Yeah. M-E-L-O-D-Y-K-A-Y-M-O. There you go, guys. We'll put yeah. it in the show notes. And uh, I appreciate you coming on here, Melody. I know um. it's it's just amazing to have you on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, you too, Melody. We'll chat soon, I'm sure. And we'll do, oh, for those of you who don't know, we did a group yoga. We're going to have to do it again. Uh, Do a group SPT yoga session. Do it. I plan to do it every week for the, for as far as I can see into the future. (laughs) There we go. We're going to, we're going to join in and you guys, you know, take some time for yourselves to recenter and de-stress a bit because honestly you all need it and we all need it. (laughs) Yay. Yay yoga. Yeah. So if you guys have any questions about my classes or anything about my journey as a PD student at all, feel free to reach out to me. Oh my God. Yes. (sighs) Thank you again, Melody. And we will chat soon. Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. 
If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description.